Traveling while managing your freelancing business. This is a very popularly requested topic from you guys. How can you be a freelancer, manage your own business, and hit the road without pissing Fiverr off or losing your clients? I go over my five tips for traveling while working as a freelancer so you can maintain professionalism, live life, go on that adventure, and uncover all of the fun things that are awaiting you when you finally walk away from that office job. Let's do it. Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. fun episode for me to record and one that is very different from the other episodes that I have been sharing with you guys. And that is talking about traveling as a freelancer and taking your business on the road. You know, everybody talks about being a digital nomad. A lot of people make fun of it. But at the end of the day, I know that's why many, many people jump into freelancing in the first place. And for me, it was really the only reason that I jumped into freelancing was so that I could physically move my body to wherever I wanted to be while still working. I was like, you know, I have a laptop, there's technology, there's Wi-Fi today. Why can't I perform the services and the tasks that I'm already performing from my laptop wherever I want in the world? And that's what I was thinking six years ago. Uh, Little did I know a pandemic was coming down the line that would kind of uncover that and make it more apparent really in every industry, which Despite the bad things that came with the pandemic, I think that was one really amazing side effect of it is that all these industries discovered that their workers can be digital nomads and provide everything that they were previously providing from anywhere in the world. I think traveling is an amazing thing. It sets my soul on fire. Like it's just, it's everything that I live for. I think every human likes to travel. I know some people will say, oh, it's not for me. And I just don't believe that. Nothing gets me more excited, more creative, more imaginative than working from different settings and seeing different places, you know, meeting new people, getting to know different cultures. I believe that's the point of living. And I think, you know, typical nine to five jobs that don't allow people to do that on a yearly basis. I think that's one of the major reasons they are unhappy. I don't think it's necessarily the work that they're doing. I think it's that they are confined to one space. And I just don't believe as human beings, any of us are satisfied if we don't get to move around. Uh, All right, now that I got my mindset chat (laughs) out of the way, time to talk about the actual nitty gritty details of traveling while being a freelancer and managing your own freelancing business. Naturally, traveling while managing a freelancing business is anything but glamorous. I have some hysterical stories that are fond in my memory of managing a business while freelancing. Some of them involve, you know, pulling over on a highway when it's blizzarding out, Other times pulling over in the middle of the desert with no water because I have to send a fiber order. You got to laugh at it at times because it's definitely, definitely not glamorous, but it's really all how you look at it. You know, I see it as an adventure. And like I said, there's been times that are hysterical and other times it is super frustrating. So as long as you know that going into it and you don't think that it's going to be this seamless, flawless, stressless adventure where you just happen to pull your laptop out here and there while, you know, 
while you walk through the streets of Rome and, and climb the Eiffel Tower. You can do all those things, but you can only do those things after you already did your work that morning in a very not glamorous kind of way. It goes without saying that your freelancing clients do not give a single F that you are traveling, and they really don't want to hear your excuse for why you haven't found Wi-Fi at your premier Airbnb that you booked in Belgium. That's why you're, you're going to want to spare them the Airbnb sap story, trust me. It's actually only going to anger them more because they now know that you are vacationing, quote unquote, while they are not. You know, any excuse that you weren't able to find Wi-Fi or you didn't plan properly ahead of time, no freelancing client is going to appreciate and is going to want to hear. So really just keep that to yourself and don't ever share it with them, period. <laughs> but that's why I always recommend to people, guys, before you attempt traveling while freelancing, I recommend you get your time management under control and you, you know, you learn all the details of your own business while sitting still. For a lot of people, this takes around six months or so to get to know your own business, your ability to deliver, your customer service, everything. You know, you have to first master that while you're sitting in your apartment or at your desk. Because if you can't even do that from your apartment, how do you think that's going to play out in a camper in Joshua Tree? Not well, I can tell you that. So, you know, traveling while freelancing is an added stress on your already existing business. It's important to understand that. So this episode, you know, where I'm going from here, I'm speaking to the people who already have some kind of side hustle established that they have no problem managing. You know, you're not making excuses weekly on why you can't get work done for people. You have no problem making sure you deliver on the deadlines and that all of your clients are happy with the work that you are providing them. You have to hit that point in your freelancing business before you take it on the road. Please, please trust me on that, guys. Before you hit that big digital nomad moment, you have to earn it. So whether it takes you three months or nine months or two years to get to that point, it's okay. Slow and steady wins the race. Traveling is not going anywhere. You're always gonna be able to travel, even if it's 20 minutes outside of your town. You know, Do not rush into this part of freelancing. For those of you who do feel you are ready to take your work on the road or you have already been traveling and working, but you just want to know more about you know, how you can do it in a more planned out way, don't worry. I am a freakish travel planner. If you ask anyone in my life, they tell you it's a little disturbing how obsessive I am with planning for traveling. Right now, recording this, I'm not planning to leave on my US road trip for another seven weeks and I am already planning it like a crazy person because planning is important if you are going to take your business on the road with you. Yes, there can be some spontaneity. I love myself a nice surprise, but there can be no spontaneity when it comes to delivering your work and finding Wi-Fi. So right now I'm gonna give you guys five tips for traveling while working as a freelancer. And no, I have been doing this for six years now. So I think these tips are pretty solid and they're all ones that I personally follow when I travel. So number one, the most important thing of this entire you know, experience for you is the Wi-Fi. With no Wi-Fi, you cannot connect to Fiverr or Upwork or Contra or your email and deliver the work that you promised to your client. There can be no Wi-Fi dead zone moments. That that's just does not fly if you are going to take your work on the road. So, you know, first up with this first tip here, book Airbnbs that clearly offer Wi-Fi based on their reviews. You can even message the host ahead of time and say, you know, I am a digital nomad. How good is the Wi-Fi at your property? Because like it needs to be good. You know, there's no fault in messaging them and asking that. I also recommend mapping out where the Starbucks and McDonald's are going to be, both where you are staying as well as where you are headed. 
Both of them always without fail have reliable Wi-Fi that you can access for free unless you just want to buy like a $3 drink to be nice. I also highly suggest getting your own hotspot that you have within your phone in case everything blows up and you cannot find Wi-Fi anywhere and you need it to come from your phone. Note that your hotspot is not going to work well if you happen to be in areas that are dead zones or have no service. So based on what cellular network you use, I also recommend looking up the map of where coverage is for your cell phone so you can get a better idea of how bad these dead zones are going to be. Naturally, if you discover that for six hours one day, you are going to be without Wi-Fi, you're going to be without service, there's no Starbucks, there's nothing, that's up to you then to build your time around that dead zone and deliver your work ahead of time that would have been due during that dead zone. This is why planning is so, so important if you are going to take your work on the road. My second tip, a lot of people ask me, you know, how do I find affordable flights and rental cars and, and all that good stuff? So I'm happy to share. I use Kayak personally to compare flight prices, rental cars, and hotels. I think it's an amazing app. And I always get really good flight deals from using Kayak. I also use Hotel Tonight. I'm obsessed with that app. No, I'm not sponsored by them, but I should be, honestly. You can get hotels for like $70 last second if you use Hotel Tonight. It's best used for two people traveling. And for booking the hotel at the last second, you can get some really amazing deals for under $100. If you're planning on doing an extended stay somewhere, I recommend Airbnb and messaging the host ahead of time to ask for a discount if you're planning to stay there for three weeks or four weeks. And if you're going to post the Airbnb on your Instagram and you have an okay following, there's no harm in asking the host for some type of a discount in exchange for promotion of the Airbnb. My third tip, you guys know I love this tip for everything. Wake up early. When you are traveling and managing a freelancing business, unforeseen obstacles are going to happen. Even if you've planned it down to the very last second, there's going to be some crazy crap that happens. I've had some Airbnb horror stories where I show up to an Airbnb that has like hair hanging off the ceiling and like blood smeared on the wall. <laughs> okay, I've stayed at like 200 Airbnbs, so I will say I actually adore Airbnb. But I've had some disaster moments where the Airbnb that I had booked is not suitable for me to stay in that night. And suddenly my entire plan is all messed up. So I find if you wake up early when you're traveling, you give yourself, you build in time to anticipate these disaster moments so that if and when they happen, you're not in this, you know, situation where you have a problem. If you're going to sleep until 10 a.m. and all of a sudden discover that you have a problem that day, you just lost out on four hours of time that the person who woke up at 6 a.m. was able to utilize while they were on the road. This also goes for matching up with your client's time zones. If you're really dependent on one or two clients that have a different time zone than you, it's up to you to match it while you're traveling. And again, waking up early can be a really easy way to do that, especially if they are ahead of you on their time zone. It's, a, you know, it's never a bad thing to wake up ahead of a client if they're behind you. But if they are ahead of you, waking up even earlier will allow you to catch up to their time zone while you are traveling. My fourth tip is to be prepared and bring backup chargers for both your laptop and your phone. Even if your laptop shits the bed, you still have a cell phone with you that can basically help you do 99% of the things your laptop was helping you do. So I recommend bringing at least two fully charged backup cell phone chargers with you every time you are traveling. And if you're at an Airbnb and all is well, you know, obviously charge them up each night if you've used them throughout the day. I also recommend doing this for your professional camera or any type of photography equipment you're bringing with you because nothing is sadder 
than being in the middle of the desert for three days and discovering, you know, the coolest sculpture that you've ever seen in your life and having your camera be dead. You definitely want to make sure that you can always capture content while you're traveling. That's a huge, amazing benefit of traveling. You're going to want to take pictures for both yourself. You're going to want to remember your trip. And you can also post that content to your social media, which will actually grow your following and advance everything for you. So you definitely want to make sure that you have a whole bag of backup chargers of every variety with you. You know, if you feel like you look like a dork with it, don't. We all have the backup chargers in our bags because nothing is worse than your laptop dying, your cell phone dying. You know, all of it is terrible. And that can happen if you're on the road, like in an RV or if you're at an Airbnb that just doesn't have outlets that are working, and even though they told you they would be. You have to always prepare for that. You can't just be sitting there and be like, oh my gosh, I never thought that this would happen. You know, that's that's the risk you are incurring when you take your work on the road. And again, the client is not going to want to hear it and they are not going to care that your camera didn't you know, allow you to capture the Instagram selfie that you were hoping it would help you capture today. <laughs> Okay, my last tip is to extend delivery times on your freelancing work ahead of going out on your travels. So let's say the majority of your Fiverr gigs have two-day timers on them. If you're going to go out on a trip, it's just probably a good idea to extend those timers to three days or four days to, again, anticipate situations where you're not going to be able to do your work like you had hoped or just merely wanting to cut back on the amount of work that you have going on while you're traveling. This is why I end up going on a lot of mini trips. I'll extend my timers to four days and I'll go on, let's say, a four-day trip. And it will make it really easy for me to actually take one or two days off from working. Of course, I'm still signing on every day to manage the customer service element of it. So when I say take off, I mean actually doing the freelance writing. But there's no harm in putting that three or four-day extension on your gig. Do note that if you do this, it will slightly impact the gig's ranking in the algorithm Fiverr and other freelancing sites are always more likely to promote someone who is turning around work more quickly because it makes their clients happier. So if you're going to go from two days to four days on your gig, it is going to impact its ranking. That's okay because at the end of the day, you know, this isn't all about money every single day. It's okay if you have a little bit of a slump in sales while you're traveling. Anytime I travel, my, my Fiverr income will go down because I'm not answering clients as quickly. I've extended my timer. And I'm just not as attentive to my business as I am when I'm sitting still. And you only have to do this if you think it's necessary to do. I actually didn't even do that the first few years on Fiverr I was so obsessed with it that I didn't want to do anything that would impact my ranking on there. So it's possible to still not even put on those four-day extensions. It's possible to still manage your business as normal while you're traveling. That is just up to you, though. Like That's going to be your personal preference. But... You know, please don't comment on my Instagram when you extend your gig like, oh my gosh, my sales are down. What do I do? What do I do? I'm telling you right now, that's because you messed with the algorithmic ranking of your gig. Things will go back to normal when you set it back to two days. You got to just give it a couple days. Like, it's okay. I promise you guys, Fiverr isn't going anywhere. You know, look at their stock price. And even if you had a disaster on Fiverr, there's so many other freelancing options available to you now. It's definitely never been more secure for you as a freelancer. And especially if you take the time to develop time management and customer service and sales skills, all that good stuff, you are always going to be a desirable person in the future workforce. Okay, now this isn't a tip. This is just me wrapping this up and speaking to you like I am Grandmother Willow. But 
remember guys to have fun. I mean, that's, that's to me, half of all of this, that that's the choice to work for yourself, to be a freelancer, to quit that nine to five to travel is to go have fun. Life is meant to be lived. That That's why I'm a freelancer. Like I believe that life is not meant to be this miserable, horrible thing that exists in the vacuum of an office where you hate your life every day and you kick your cat. I mean, please don't kick your cat, but Life is meant to be lived. You are you are more than just a freelancer at times. So when you're out on these trips, yes, wake up early, be responsible, talk to your clients. But then when you close that laptop at noon to go on a hike or go explore the local village, you know, you are more than a freelancer. You are an individual with likes and wants and passions and feelings and creativity and all that good stuff. And don't forget that when you are out traveling, it does not have to be all business all the time. What I've provided to you today is a framework from which you can basically shape the entire trip around it so that you are able to close that laptop and be more than a freelancer. I found that when I was first attempting to travel and freelance at the same time, it was more challenging for me to feel like someone other than a freelancer because I wasn't organizing it properly. So I was having to check in on my work constantly and I didn't feel like I could enjoy my trip the same. But if you plan like a crazy person, like I've encouraged you to in this podcast, there's no reason why you can't close your laptop and for half of the day feel like the wild, crazy, free person, the eat, pray, love human being that you were always destined to be. And I hope you are able to find somewhere out in your travels. Okay, guys, I hope you liked my little bit of wisdom I just imparted there. I really enjoyed recording this podcast. So if you like me talking about travel and being a digital nomad, everything I talked about today, feel free to send me a message on my social media or give me some feedback. Shoot me a DM. Tell me that you love this one because I can definitely do more content centered around being a digital nomad. With that, guys, I'm going to sign off. I hope you go out there. I hope you crush it. You are more than you think you are. You are more capable than you realize. You don't have to hate what you do for a living. The gig economy, it's here. It's big. It's accessible. Go out there. Go kill it. I believe in you. Till next time, guys. 